0: Dollar bill, dollar bill, dollar bill. It's all about the dollar bill. Do 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 do. I don't know the rest of those lyrics, but I, c- I could easily make some up, huh, right? Dollar bill, dollar bill, dollar bill. It's all about the dollar bill. Make you steal, make you kill, take your wife out the will. It's the dollar bill. See, it's easy. It's easy. Might be Miami, could be L.A., even could be Brazil. You need the dollar bill. See? Bada bing, bada boom. You don't even need need, uh, to make sense, right? Hocus pocus, abracadabra, da-da-dee, (laughs) da-da-dee. It's the dollar bill. Okay, maybe it's not (coughs) that easy. I don't know what's on it. Oh, I I do remember where I first encountered that song. It was the Hughes Brothers uh, documentary called American Pimp. If you haven't seen American Pimp, it's one of the greatest documentaries of all time. (laughs) And, of course, pimps are synonymous with, uh, you know, uh, domestic violence, (laughs) but also money. Dollar bill, dollar bill, dollar bill is all about the dollar bill. I love documentaries. That's a, one of my pleasures. They got a nice documentary on HBO called Telemarketers. I was like, let me watch this shit, because I used to work in a telemarketing place. Working the phones. We were selling security systems. <laughs> ADT. I forgot what that shit stand for. <laughs> but this, it wasn't scammy, though. We was actually making payments. And buying people alarms and sending over text technicians. <laughs> but this documentary about telemarketers is, is like, uh, this telemarketing, they was on some grimy shit. It was called Civic Development Group or CDG. <coughs> and what it's like, they had this employee, this dude who started working there and decided to like record what's going on. He's like, a, he's doing like, uh, I guess he, he just had a camera. He was running the camera. You know how it is. You know, some people buy a camera and they record their sexual acts. And then other people, yeah, take a camera to work. And that's what he was doing. But this place was like, it was like wow, It was like, he was like 14. This dude had just dropped out of high school. <coughs> At 14, I think it was like the 90s or something. And he just started to work. This place was hiring a 14-year-old dropout. It was basically this telemarketing place. They would hire anybody. So he was working there. Like, drug addicts was working there. Like, people fresh out of jail was working there. People involved in criminal criminal uh, <laughs> enterprises. They kept saying, he, he, just, he just kept uh, saying there's a bunch of uh, scumbags. Because <laughs> it's, like, based in New Jersey. Like, people in the Northeast scumbag is the word they throw around a lot. But, like, yo, and it's allegedly, like, all the telemarketers that call you now use their whole business model. So these dudes, like, broken into it. And they were selling, like, they were they, they claiming to doing be doing fundraisers ra- for, like, charity. But these niggas was keeping, like, 90% of the money. <laughs> what kind of cut is that? That's, like... That's the type of cut that like the mob boss have with like his uh his minions. Now he don't even have that much. 90's a lot. 90%, dude? That's like a wife. Like I bet there's some wives out here in America take 90% of that man check. (laughs) (laughs) Give it here. Come on. It's 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 payday. Run me my money. Okay. But 90% is wild, dude. And they got away with this shit for years. And what they would do, man, they they would go to these police, like like it was uh, what's that shit? It was like the law enforcement union, like the I I wrote this shit down. Oh, fraternal order of the police law enforcement union, some official sounding shit, right? So they were like, yo, we call on behalf of. Or at least that's how they started. They, they would say we called on of, but these niggas got so greedy. They started saying, yeah, this is the police, nigga. <laughs> Can you donate for our fallen policemen? 95 policemen got shot this year. Can we please get some money? And then the company would take most of it. And these niggas on the phone will not even working for commission. They're just working because nobody else will hire their, their criminal asses <laughs> or their underage asses. <laughs> it's like these niggas was in Jersey, like, yeah, come on, we got some more losers. Which one of you losers has talent? In the video, man, it's like these people are actually good on the fucking phone. They just do, like, they're just out there, out there. They would let you smoke weed at the motherfucking uh, office. You, <laughs> you do drugs at the office. That is what nigga. are uh, He was just fucking... Doing heroin in his cubicle. Well, I don't know if he was doing it in his cubicle, but they had a like video of him. Like, you know how the, the motherfucking heroin addicts do? They'll dip in and out of consciousness on your ass. And he was literally doing that shit. Dipping in and out. And he's one of him and the guy videoing are the one that did the documentary. They call this nigga Pat. Damn, but they had uh, Pat the Tapper. Because he'd be tapping in and out. <laughs> And his name was motherfucking Pat, A.K. Pat the Smacker, <laughs> smack as in heroin, nigga. What? <laughs> it's so fucking good, man. Pat the Smacker. You know, black people gave them nicknames. Black people are the best <clears throat> with nicknames. I had this one black lady in there. She was funny, telling the truth. Like only a black women woman could. She's like they was basically hiring anybody if you could talk. You was in. <laughs> but some of the people were actually really good on the phone. Like the dude who was on heroin, he was very good. Hustling, man. You know he gotta get he gotta be good to get that fix. If I don't get my quota, I won't get my heroin. But that's crazy, man. I, I did phone phone calls before, but I got commission on my shit. I'm like, nigga. But I couldn't take it, man. That fucking cubicle jail cellar. Get your ass. Oh, but, yeah, man, these niggas got caught. It's crazy how many of these financial crimes motherfuckers get caught once, you know, slap on the wrist, and then go back to doing the same shit. Like, Madoff did the same thing. <laughs> he got caught once. He was like, A little slap on the wrist. Man, shit, nigga, I go back to work. They ain't they ain't hit me, hit me. But this, CD, uh, this company, CDG, did the same thing, man. That motherfucking, uh, they got smacked on the wrist, like, early, like, uh, Shortly after he started working there, I think it was still the 90s, but they didn't get popped again They But they just went back and switched up like how they did they shit. I think they got caught on some legal technicality So they figured a way around that technicality That's the type of shit you can do when you got some lawyers, well money in your pocket to get some good lawyers on your team But they just went back to it, man but they like it's it's like that type of grimy shit Where you hiring anybody You get criminal, criminals Criminals gonna do criminal things I don't know how that percentage cut Ain't criminal anyway Like 90% Like we gonna collect money for this cause But you know <laughs> We gonna pocket most of it Nigga who Except for that motherfucking love of the money I'm still from They brothers Man, that shit was like, dude, it's like, I would have, that's what that black lady said. She was like, it was so much fun working there. That's what, That's how she got around the commission. She was like, it was like going to a fucking cookout every day. <laughs> Damn, I forgot her name. I got to remember her name. I got to watch part two. I just watched part one. It's two-parter. It's a two-parter. part and like, the second part, I think, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Dude dude, that was doing documentary got fired. And, think he got fired, he started, like, investigating the company. <coughs> Probably on some spiteful shit. <laughs> Can't believe these motherfuckers fired me. Let me find out. I know they're doing something illegal here. 90% doesn't sound right. Started tapping on their computer and caught their ass up. Him and Pat the smacker. They got beat by a heroin addict. A <laughs> 14-year-old dropout. Actually, they didn't get beat by that. I take that back. Because documentary, all right, so I said they got caught twice, right? They got caught once in the 90s. And then, like, 2011, they got caught again. <clears throat> like, because dudes, dude by that point, they were impersonating fucking policemen on the phone. Them niggas had switched up and started also collecting money for cancer survivors. And and how you <laughs> collecting for cancer and keeping 90% Damn, that's how you get to go to hell, nigga. Like, man, I'm a, I'm just gonna go to hell, baby. I'm gonna have fun. <laughs> Take money from cancer survivors. <laughs> Shit, nigga. I'm gonna do heaven first and then hell later. Eternally move on. But yeah, they had they were doing a fire department. They said something else. They were they change changing states, nigga. Oh, I think uh, yeah, Florida let them impersonate cops. I think. And then they were down there. I think Florida had something in their law, I think it was, that allowed them to get around it and say they were impersonating cops. And then, like, they left a message on this lady's phone. One of them criminals working there said, all right, you've messed up. We're going to send the SWAT. And naturally, she called the real police. <laughs> Why are you just send a SWAT? But that shit was wild. So, like, they got shut down again. And then, like, this kid is still investigating that shit. And at the end, it's like, um, you know, before they like the dun-dun-dun to be continued, I, I, I think he's going to get death threats in the second one. That's what it made it sound like. But it's a good documentary. You should check it out. Only, ma- maybe you don't want to. <laughs> it's interesting. If you want to see a place where you can go to work and do drugs and sell pit bull puppies, They were selling pit bull puppies. (laughs) Oh, that's right. They said they were selling everything. I did pit bull puppies. I think they alluded to selling punani, which would be prostitution. Jesus Christ. Now that I think about it, I would have worked there for no commission. Because as a comedian, you have to watch people. And it would have been beautiful. I enjoyed my experience working at my um, telemarketing spot. Selling the ADT. I was not very good at that. See, they tell you your quota right away, right? They tell you you have to get so many sales in such amount of time. That's one of the first things they tell you, right? Then they show you the little script and everything. Re- Hello, oh, how are you today? And then they give you, like, little rebuttals just in case you have to get off script because the person you're calling you is telling you to go straight to hell. <laughs> hey, Go to hell, nigga. <laughs> yeah, you get mad, people. I remember one guy. I, I remember one guy got mad at me, and it was like so funny. Like, dude, I'm in there. I'm like 22, 23. I don't give a damn about this job, but I need some money. Smoke a weed on my on my break. <laughs> but this one dude got pissed. I call him because, like, I work the second shift, so we call call people during dinner, and they hate that shit. I said, "Hello," calling blah blah blah. Whatever the spiel was. It's like. I'm not fine, because I'm eating my dinner, and you're calling me. <laughs> I'm answering my phone. And I was like, and he was tight. Some other shit. I just remember asking him what he was eating for dinner. <laughs> and this nigga started to tell me. And then he got mad. He's like, what, what does it matter? And I was like, mm, that sounds good. I was just playing on the phone, because I didn't give a fuck about that job. They tell you quota, I'll get my quota as fast as I can. In the beginning, I did. And then I was chilling, talking to other people. Very interesting place. The guy would smoke with His name was Jared. He always had some good weed. He was a little younger than me. He was there. The the, the manager was cool. The manager let us watch the R. Kelly sex tape when it first came out. She was like, I shouldn't. All right, everybody just (laughs) stop working. (laughs) I got to see this. (laughs) Then we went to conference rooms, put it on TV. And R. Kelly nasty ass was right there. And that's, I stopped buying his albums. Just bootlegged it. <laughs> oh, this has a cool thing. Right there. Oh, this one lady, Miss Sheila, had a full-on mustache. Oof. They sat her next to me, and she would be flirting, and she had that mustache, that stinky-ass breath. I was like, God, that might have been part of the reason why I quit. I quit that motherfucker and <laughs> went to work at the UPS. I chose manual labor over that bullshit. Back-breaking manual labor. I well, no, not That cubicle shit, I ain't like that shit. You're sitting down. It's fucking boring. you can talking on the phone. I'm like, uh, you know, I'll break out and pick up some boxes, nigga. Jump down, turn around, pick up a dirty box. In the closing. alright you All right, y'all, I'm out, yo. It's been great rapping that y'all.